Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of focusing on the bottom line in a high-risk retail business. And in order to do that, we have with us Tony Gaggio. He has been Field Ops Prevention Manager at Sears Holding Corporation, Director of Loss Prevention at AC Corp. And now he sits currently as a Managing Partner at Sapphire Risk Advisory Group. How are you doing today, Tony? Good, very good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. So before we really get into the conversation, I wanted to see if you can help everybody, all our listeners, really understand the difference between high risk, the high-risk retail industry versus you know the general convention retail business that I think everybody's familiar with. Sure. So uh, I've been in the retail business almost 30 years now. And the difference that I see in high-risk businesses is uh, high-risk business is a large amount of cash on hand and a very desirable piece of merchandise. So uh, when we talk high-risk, we're talking uh, jewelry stores, uh, firearm stores, tobacco, alcohol, the uh, uh, cannabis industry, uh, a product that would easily be able to be sold on the street. Now, not taking away anything from a company that sells sweaters or bicycles, but, uh, you know, they wouldn't be considered a high-risk business as uh, a cannabis or a, a pawn shop would be. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. We get it. And talking about, I think you talked about firearms and, you know, a lot of different products that are high-risk. But I think probably the, the biggest one right now, it's cannabis, right? I think that's that market is growing tremendously. I know <clears throat> there's a lot of states that are about to release the permission of selling cannabis more and more so across the, across the nation. And talking about that from a growing mindset, right? Uh, what, cannabis, I think, being one of the fastest growing sectors, um, what do you think from a risk management perspective, right? What should they be looking at? How can they improve? How can they get better into in that sector? Yeah, so we've been in the cannabis industry uh, doing security consulting for 10 years. We're the oldest national security company, and we've been in 36 states doing this. And And what I've seen uh, as a, a deficiency in the cannabis industry is a lot of people who are in the industry don't really relate to it as a retail business. Uh, they, they're, the product that they're selling, if you removed cannabis and you put jewelry, you could have a jewelry store or you could put firearms or or uh, you know or, or anything like that nature. So I think a lot of times when I'm working with our cannabis clients and we have over 600 of them is educating them on how to run their business like a retail uh, company should. Uh, and I think uh, that's uh, one of the uh, biggest challenges I see in the industry uh, when it comes to uh, uh, security and, and keeping focus on the margins. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think it's ironic, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but 
cannabis is such a huge retail market, but it but it's a small business, right? Because usually most of these companies don't have a lot of locations, right? Brick and border locations. They tend to mm-hmm. be small numbers, but making very, very high volume uh, when it comes to sales, right? Uh, so for small businesses, right, that are making very high volume margins, uh, when it comes to partnerships, I think as the pandemic has come through and passed <clears throat> in many ways, partnerships, I think, are essential more and more right across all factors of retail uh what is your thought on that no i i fully agree i think that being able to keep focused on the bottom line and, and the margins are very important in cannabis just like any other retail business and that partnership uh is really where you're going to focus on whether it's the uh, uh delivery company whether it's your ancillary support uh you know for instance for us it would be what you would pay for guards or or what you would do uh, for you to build the security for your location, um, you know, or it, you know, from an ancillary point of view, how you get your product, uh, what the price from the the grow facility that you would buy your product, and and again, this all goes back to very basic retail 101, where you know all of the things you're doing in the cannabis industry, you would do in other industries too. Just you know, you would buy your alcohol or your liquor from somewhere, you know, or the distributing of a of your guns to your location so i i I think the partnership is going to be key for uh cannabis uh retailers to be successful going forward absolutely absolutely and with such high level of security right in these type of businesses regardless of of the product itself right um where do you think there's an opportunity to to increase the customer service aspect right because I think a lot of times folks get a little intimidated, right? Especially talking back about cannabis, right? You have to go through these gated doors. I mean, I've, I've been through it in Vegas a couple of times myself, right? And I remember the very first time I was like, oh, am I doing something wrong, right? Because it seems so secure and, uh, you know, so formal, the process of entering. Um, how do you think that process flow can, can be smoother from a customer service perspective and engagement? Well, you know, I think a, a lot has to go with communication and education. You know, if you ask me, you know, having been in retail, like I said, for 30 years, what's the number one thing you can do to increase your profitability and to reduce your security concerns? That's good customer service. And I think good customer service starts right at the beginning of any location. In the cannabis industry, obviously, you have to have your ID checked, much like you would have to do in a, in a, in a liquor store or another hospital high-risk type of business or a bar or something of that nature. But a lot of that is the communication right at the beginning uh, for these retail locations and making sure, like you said, that you feel at ease when you come into this location, that you don't feel that you've done anything wrong. And it's a location that you would want to come back, that someone's going to help you there and and support you uh, with what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. And so what are some of the things that you foresee here in 2023 as we start the year that you find very exciting, that your company finds finds exciting and that you think it's going to be somewhat of a change in the market? You know, uh, you know, we stay in the cannabis industry. One thing that I see that's exciting is it's becoming more accepted and understood as a retail business. More and more states are coming on board. New York is very active right now. Texas just opened up an application process uh, and going to expand their market. Uh, we just finished Alabama in December. Florida is out, act, very active. Illinois is building out. California is is maintaining. So what you're starting to see now uh, that 
I didn't see 10 years ago is that the retail cannabis business is becoming accepted out there. And that's going to continue to grow where, you know, uh, a lot of times now we have some history. Uh, 10 years ago, I would uh, talk to a police department in, in a town that they may want to open up a retail dispensary. And the police officer said, well, I'm going to have to hire extra officers because you're going to have robberies every single day and crime every single day. Well, now we have 15 years of, of, of history and data behind us that we can explain to the, uh, to the uh, towns, not only does most dispensaries, because they're required by state, have to have all the security, not only is the crime doesn't increase in dispensaries, but you can show that they actually decrease in the areas around a dispensary because of the amount of security that's required at those locations. So that's where I see uh, the, the, the industry really taking off. Yeah. No, I, I think as, as you very well mentioned earlier, right, it's all about education, right? And I think so many different industry industries, <clears throat> technology, et cetera. There's always been like a, some kind of a scared approach, right? Because I think everybody's always concerned and scared of change. But I think as we see more and more positive effect, uh, that's going to continue to increase and grow. And for, for everybody that, that is listening to us, right, if they're not very familiar with Sci-Fi Risk Advisory Group, uh, are you guys only focused on, on high-risk high retailers? Or is there an opportunity for other businesses to approach you guys? and get your, your expertise as well? Well, so we are very focused on the retail. Our mo The majority of our security consultants come from a retail background. Uh, a lot of us come from high-risk businesses, pawn shops and, and jewelry stores uh, So uh, in the cannabis industry. So a lot of our focus is in the high-risk, you know, but I've worked for uh, uh, Federated Department Stores, which is now, you know, the Macy's and the Sears of the days. So we we have a lot of knowledge in retail, but I would say our our specialty really is the retail industry uh, in focusing primarily on the high risk businesses. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. And one one other question I wanted to ask you, right? As as you guys have gone through the years, as you've seen this growth, this better understanding, this more more knowledge and education on the topic, right? Um, where do you also see the customer shift, right? Because I think there, there's an aspect to that as well, right? Uh, because in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of, uh, of inflation and everything that's happening, do you foresee that impacting, you know, the cannabis business? Do you think they will need to make some changes in order to cater to, to the customer's, you know, spending power as we're moving through this year? Or what do you see there? Well, I think just like the the whole country, we've seen a, a shift more to online services and online support. Uh, I think the brick and mortar dispensaries are very important. I, uh, but what I am seeing is that patients uh, that cannot get to these locations are relying more heavily on delivery services. So there's two two models in the cannabis industry. They call it the uh, the, the the pizza model, where you uh, actually go out and uh, and uh, order a, uh, some cannabis and somebody delivers it to your house just like a pizza. So you you make an order online and you do it. And then uh, the ice cream truck model, 
where uh, there's a, a truck that has cannabis products in it and it drives in a certain area of, of the location. Someone places an order and they deliver it like, like an ice cream truck type of model would be. Um, I see that those two uh, types of businesses will expand. I think most cannabis retailers are going to have to have some level of uh, uh, delivery services to these clients that are going to need it, um, just like we've seen a shift in all of retail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so interesting. And that's, that's a very valid point, right? Because not only is it going to make it more accessible to the clients, but I think it will reduce the cost for the footprint of the client, right? Because they'll be able to save up on gas and driving and going and all that. So that, that's a very good point. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one last question I wanted to ask you, and I ask this of everybody that we always interview, you know, if you had one piece of advice for all the entrepreneurs, for the executive retailers that are out there dealing with the day in, day out operations, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give them in order to continue to succeed and strive further in their career? I think the one advice I would give, and this I give it to all retailers, is to design your 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 strategy, your plan. Now, I could talk about security, but it, it, this is a general comment, and follow that. I think you know that's where I see a lot of breakdown. Uh, especially, we'll go in and we do high risk assessments. We'll come to a, a high risk store and we'll evaluate your security, and we'll even come across that you'll have really good policies and procedures but they're not being enforced or they're not being followed. So you've spent all this time, you spent all this money, you spend all the effort, you know, from the security point of view where you have cameras or access control devices, and then you have the doors propped open or, you know, from, uh, or you have a good customer service training program, but there is no good, there's no customer service there. So if I had to give one advice to somebody who's entering the retail business and and whether it's high risk or it's regular is follow the plan that you set forth and, and execute that to your, to your uh, capacity. Absolutely. No, that's a great piece of advice. And I I couldn't agree with you more. So many times there's a plan and and other other priorities seem to come into play and you forget about your foundation, right? And I think going back to basics is going back to the plan you originally came up with, right? And, and following yes. that day to day. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for all the knowledge out there and sharing that with us. And I think we'll, we'll put the, you know, Sapphire Advisory Group information down here. So for anybody that's interested in, you know, getting into their team and finding more information that might help you retail business, please do so. And Tony, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you as well. Bye. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.